know when the buy happens and you're never going to turn down a chance to have your guys get some rest. But is there any thought that maybe it would have been better just to keep going after that performance against the Giants? No, you know what? The way it felt, you know, going in and kind of knowing where our guys are, I think it was at the right time. Uh, obviously, yeah, when you feel like you're starting to hit a stride, you don't. So I, I totally understand that. But the health of the guys and knowing that's a long season, I thought it hit when it needed to hit. How did that defensive performance from your perspective, what was that like on night? It was, it was exciting to see those guys go out and go play that way and go perform. Obviously, that felt really, really good. But, you know, I'm always going to be like a glass half empty type of guy. So always looking for more, keep pushing for more. Because I know that's what 11 sacks, I'm not saying anything about that part. That's a rare feat. But in terms of the performance and overall level of play, that's what consistently I want to see us go do it because I know we have the ability to do that. You know, I mean, I, I can't throw out any wrong numbers, but we should be able to affect the quarterback consistently with who we have and rushing coverage and the complimentary calls and the guys executing the system. Um, because you got guys that are playmakers, you know, between Wags and Jamal and Diggs, and obviously the guys that we have up front. Uh, everyone has their shots, and they got to take advantage of those opportunities when they're there. You know, so the fun part is obviously trying to help put those guys in positions to go do that and go have fun and and uh, help help raise our level of play. We talk so much about the sacks, but also the takeaways and the forced fumble because those come in bunches. What did you like about either effort or urgency? Uh, just the awareness, you know, when you're watching. Watching the film, the biggest thing you always want to see is the guy's awareness of going for those opportunities for the ball. You know, whether it's matching up routes and coverage, going after the quarterback and seeing the opportunities to go attack the elbow, get you know, get the ball off the quarterback's hand. You know, and obviously ball carriers out in the open field having the opportunity to second man in, third man in, go attack the football when you already have a teammate that's already on the tackle. So every opportunity is an opportunity to go get the ball, get it back for our offense. And you want to see guys purposeful with going to go do that. And that really, there was a really good showing of that on Monday. Uh, Jamal was only out there for nine snaps. I guess sort of what did you see from him and what did you like about that? I mean, the part you immediately felt was is playmaking, even though obviously he wish he would, we all wish he would have made the sack on the first one to send him off the edge. He was right there, but you see his presence there. And then obviously the great hit out in the flat that he had uh, before, he ended, before he ended up getting hurt. So you see the energy, uh, the flashiness, you know, the energy that he brings and the explosiveness as a playmaker. So that part was awesome. It's obviously uh, you know, great to have him back. What does seven three safeties on the field? Be multiple with so many different things, you know, uh, what we can do, man, zone, pressures, things of that nature. So you just have a lot of versatility in your calls. Seems like each week you face a talented yeah. quarterback, but especially this week, how important is it to apply the pressure and get a guy staying there? I mean, those are both things are highly important. Obviously, playing this quarterback, Burrow's a special, special player. Uh, you can see things so well and so fast in coverage, you can diagnose and know where to go with the football. Um, obviously, Mixon's a talented runner, so you got to be timely about how you do your calls. You know, obviously, you want to be sound on a pass game, but you got to make sure your run fits are good too because of the talent of the back and uh, and handling those things. So, just got to be well balanced with your calls and try to keep them off schedule the best you can. With the injury that he's been dealing with, how different did he look last week compared to the first two games? Uh, you saw him a little bit more willing to kind of get out and move around. Uh, when the pressure was there, you can see early on that he was kind of back there as a statue and protecting himself um, as he was going through. But now you see he's more lively. You know, he can escape and just, he's not like a, 
an avid runner, I wouldn't say that. But in terms of just sliding to the left, sliding to the right, climbing the pocket to extend, and you know, it's those kind of plays that gives that extra step that the receiver needs to get open and things like that. And he's got some talented guys he's throwing to. So uh, you could definitely see his his health, his health was coming along in the last game. Do you approach it as though he's healthy, or do you have to feel that out? Kind of I think you always approach a game like a guy is healthy because you never truly know. If you go and you say, well, he's not capable of doing this and doing that, and then you get surprised on game day, to me, that's your fault as a coach. You should always prepare. Like when we prepare for the Giants, we prepare like Saquon was playing. And if he's not there, he's not there. But you prepare like guys are at their optimum best, and you get ready to go play the game that way. And uh, so that way you don't have any letdowns. Uh, you trust your technique and you prepare yourself to play every game. Pete says it all the time. Every game is a championship opportunity. There's a lot of great players in this league, and Chase is obviously one of them. So you don't try to make the matchup bigger than what it is. You know you're playing a great player. He's got to play against a great player, too. You trust your technique. You execute the calls, and you let the chips fall where they may. But you don't make the game bigger than what it is. With any coverage, you just got to understand where your help is based on the call, whether it's a pressure, you know, in a post high or split safety defense, you just got to know where your help is and understand. Usually when splits get cut, you understand that generally they're working their way across the field sometimes, not all the time, but that's generally what your thinking is. So know where your help is and how you have to play your leverage based on the calls. That's all. He was talking about Jared Reed's broad terms, like getting everybody on the defensive line in the right place, all the calls. Just, mm-hmm. You've been with him before. Has he grown in that area, or is this something that he always No, that's something that we, when I first got here with him, you know, he was more of known like a first down, first, second down run defender, things of that nature. But he was always somebody who was high football intellect and intelligence. So when you see that, you know, you challenge them to expand their knowledge of the game. And he's a quick study. And, you know, that's something that in order to become an every down player, which was important to him, then you got to learn protections. You got to learn calls. You have to learn when certain D line games should be put in place based off of a, are there chips? Who's the chip coming from? Is it a tight end? Is it a receiver? Is it a back? You know, how to identify the hot calls and protections, where the center's going. There's things that he didn't learn before, but to his credit, he's, take, he's taken that on and he's gotten it down. And, he, and the guys around him obviously can reap the benefits of it. And to his credit, because you try to teach that to guys, not everybody grasps, grasps with it as well. He's taken and run with it where he's like another coach on the field. So it's been awesome to see him do it. Not surprised at all. You know, we saw him do a little bit of that in college, but then seeing him when he got out here in practice, the beat, he, he was very smooth and natural doing it then too. But again, football intelligence, uh, just an awareness as a player and the calmness. He's not sporadic in his movements. He can really play patient. He has a great feeling of receiver stems and, and reading and feeling off of routes. That's uncanny. As a coach, I don't know a lot of coaches can take a lot of credit for it because the kid naturally has some of those things. I mean, they, we rep the concepts and then now it's a matter of you can rep and practice the concepts all you want to. Now it's a matter of can the guy in the heat of the moment respond the right way to it. So he was in a great position for that and played it beautifully. Have you seen Boye sort of take the jump this year? Yeah, I mean, uh, it start, all started in the springtime coming off of his rookie season going into last spring and the game slowing down. I know you guys have heard me say that before about a lot of guys when they're a rookie. The college game is so different than the NFL game. 
you know, things are going quickly. So they're trying to learn a new defense, learn the terminology, respond to the plays that they're seeing. So things are in the early part of the year is going really, really quickly. And now that the game slowed down, you can see some of his physical traits and talent and the mental side of the game that he has start to take off. You know, Derek Hall's going through a little bit of that transition uh, as well as a rookie, but really bright future for him. And Mafia's doing a great job right now. Anything else? Thanks, Thanks Thank you, everybody. You guys take care.